Well, welcome to the Tiger Phonics Podcast. My name is Jack Houston. I am the host, and today we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, not the regular co-host joining me today, not John T, not Irie, or any of the other guys, but joining me today is my wife, Eleni. Welcome. Hey, guys. Um, as I like to tell Jack, I'm the better half of Tiger Phonics, and yes, that is right. I know there's eight people behind the scenes. <laughs> Who are in and out of it, but I'm still the better half. I like as if I'm equivalent to eight. (laughs) You are the equivalent to half of eight people, apparently. The better half. Yeah, well, you know, four people. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I'm Jack's wife, Eleni. Yeah, you're more than that, aren't you? That's uh Anyway, so we're here today (laughs) to do something pretty special. We're reviewing uh an album by Tasmanian artist Denny. What are you looking at me like that for? I didn't know she was from Tasmania. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> I she was from Kadena. No. So she uh, lived in Adelaide for a while, but she's back in Tassie now. And she's just released an EP earlier this year. So that's 2019. An electronic EP. Goes by the name of Wise Ones. And uh, we have the honour of walking you through the five tracks that are on it. Eleni's just dancing. So <laughs> yeah, sorry, good. I was getting hyped and just like having a little bit of clap track action. I'm dancing, I'm dancing. Yeah, I don't know what you just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the first track is called I'm Here. I once was on a pipe in the way, no way out. Yeah. Sorry, you had some pretty solid thoughts on that, babe. Yeah, well, so first thoughts on the album in general, really. Um, the first three tracks really seem to seamlessly flow into each other, um, creating a super awesome backdrop to just zone out to, really. Yeah, definitely. I also feel like when we first listened to it together, we were like, hell yeah, like, this is awesome. Like, we just like loved it, loved the vibe, loved the sound, everything from the get-go. Yeah, and I think the first couple times um, it was hard to figure out what track was which, especially the first three, as I said, because we got to the third track and it was like, oh, this is three different songs. Like, it really does feel, when you're not paying that much attention, like it's just this one long, awesome, vibey track, which is really cool. But, like, not in a bad way at all. It doesn't feel like it's dragging on forever. It's just so easy listening and all the songs flow into each other so well and like fade together really well um but we'll dissect that a little bit more later on yeah awesome well we'll start with the first track like you said it is called i'm here so it's the opening track to the album uh yeah so it sets the the tone of the album really well it's got really soothing stretchy stretched out vocals that sort of blend almost into tash sultana a little bit um i think the back end of this track it really bangs like the whole song has this slow build to something quite special at the end i feel yeah like every time i hear it, i just kind of like start swaying like have a little bit of a groove like it's just a banger yeah it's like from it's really awesome because from the first track of the album you sort of get the whole feel of like you get you get what you see sort of thing it sets the tone yeah um and it's like just this like really just you can't i wish you could all see what jack's doing right now it's hilarious it's like both hands <laughs> in the air just nodding um yeah like it really it's just this thing you can't sort of even realize you're doing it but you're just head nodding away with this track and it's 
which is awesome because like it just takes over you and just gets in your bones yeah it means you're not thinking about anything else really you're just like whoa this song and it just takes over which is really, yeah i'm finding, really hard, awesome. finding it hard to find the words to like articulately describe it properly accurately maybe it can't be said with words <laughs> i can't find any words right now currently <laughs> <laughs> maybe it can't be said with words maybe it's just something that you have to go and experience for yourself which hopefully so listen to it do. this is what we're telling you for the next 15 minutes <laughs> all right well let's move on to the second track shall we which is called cynic took a little while to eliminate the cynic yeah so the start of this track um contrary to the last one is like super light and bubbly it really lifts you up from that really dark deep synth of the first track um the opening synth one is really weightless and breezy i don't really know what synth means but you know it's just that like that opening little Oh, does synth mean like synthesizer? Yeah. Okay. I say I knew music things. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Putting it together. Welcome to Music Chats with Jack and Eleni, where Eleni knows nothing and Jack looks at me like I'm a spud. <laughs> it's going to be a regular feature. Um, yeah. So the other main thing about this track too is that lyrically, I think it's a little bit more fast paced, verging on almost rapping too. Um, not in like the strictest sense of like, it is a rap song, but it's like the structure of the lyrics um, definitely are a little bit more boom bappy than the rest of the album, which I can dig because I'm a big hip hop fan. So yeah, it's like this really cool little thing that sets it apart from every other track on the album just a little bit. Um, yeah, which is really good. I feel like with this one, the vocals, like the lyrics stand out more because I feel like the other ones, like everything just melds in such like a beautiful way. And so does this one, but I just feel like I'm appreciating appreciating her, like, speaking those words. Like, I've listened to the lyrics throughout the whole thing, and her voice is incredible, but this one, I just feel like I'm noticing them more, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. The other ones are almost like the vocals are another instrument, or mm. they just, like, harmonize in so perfectly. In such, like, an amazing way, yeah. Yeah, whereas these are, like, two separate components that fit together really well but definitely stand out from each other. I feel like, yeah, definitely what you said is so true about like her vocals being like another like part of the instrumental, like everything just blends and she's got such an amazing voice. But yeah, I guess because it's the way she's saying it, it stands out a little bit more from the other tracks on the album. Mm. Or EP. Album and EP are the same thing, aren't they? Basically, basically. <laughs> Well, speaking of the we other tracks, we should call this the uh, music education with Jack and Eleni, where Jack has to explain things to me. Um, so the third track, my favorite, it's called "Life." It's just so like, off. Oh no! So it's my favorite track in the album too, um, and so probably for good reason that it's both of our favorites it's like the centerpiece of this track is without a doubt the anthemic chorus it's infectious and i can definitely see myself singing along even chanting along at a live show um and again this track is showcasing that ability to just get my head nodding without me even knowing it 
it's, it's very just, sexy yeah it's a sexy track it's a very sexy album but this has just got like a really like it's like a strumming bass line that's just i don't know it mm. just melds together with the drums super duper nice i love the bit you can hear it in the background um it's like it's almost like, like a, a fading whistle yeah like a bird call of some sort even I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's like a, it's like that like expansive like eagle core over a canyon sort of. Yeah, but musical. A musical, <laughs> right? It's like yeah. a Wilhelm scream of musical this, talent. This song, like, I reckon this whole album, but especially this song, if you listen to it, like you're getting ready to go for a night out, like this like boosts my confidence. It makes me feel so good about myself. I'm like, yes, yeah, my jam. Like, it's really, it's really good. Yeah, um, I think there's like also there's few times in this album that make me think that the instrumentals could be video game scores, uh, especially the breakdown in this third track reminds me of some precursor levels in the original Jack and Daxter. Oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, just strip the lyrics away probably if it's going to be in a video Back to game. The, the fading whistle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely right. Jack and Daxter. <laughs> like some bird up in a canyon somewhere. Go get it. Yeah, but yeah, it. so just like that sort of vibe that's just like, you know, setting yourself on some sort of adventure and like, you know, just, yeah, it's it's re- it's a really good backdrop to, to that sort of situation. So the fourth track goes by the name of Waking Bliss. Waking for and it's, um, it's probably... It's what, it's what Jack likes to call me in the morning. I'm just so blissful. <laughs> It's probably the most different from all of the tracks <laughs> on the rest of the album, I think. It features this sample. Yes, that's like my favorite thing. Like, I've got this like really, I'm like really struggling to find the adequate words to describe the things that I love about all the parts of this album. But it's got this like really slow pace, like instrumental at the start. And then it's got this sampling in the background and you're probably like, oh, yeah, whatever, like, sampling, like, all artists do that. But this is, like, that particular, like, you've got your old-school radio, like, really old-school, or, like, even playing over the... What's that thing called? It's, like, a big trumpet. Like a... Like, a, like, a, <laughs> like an old record player. Yeah, but it's not called a record player. It's, like, a... A gramophone. Gramophone or something, yeah, like, a gramophone or a radio, or like, even, like, maybe a TV. It's, like old school news presenter like a little bit staticky and a couple of other artists have used it like um i know hilltop hoods has uh avalanche used it quite heavily in one of their albums yeah so it's like that particular type of sampling and i don't know just something about it like i just like love it in particular it's just really really cool to me and the way that denny has um like blended it into her song is like done really well it's not random and it's not overused it's like blended in really well at the right spots it's at the start and you know you hear her vocals and it kind of comes in a little bit while she's having a break and then it kind of continues like that and the song ends with the sampling as well it's just really well done yeah i I love it (laughs) it it bookends the song and frames all of the verses really well i think yeah Um, it's not too much it's like i think if the whole song was just the sample it could get pretty old pretty quick yeah i feel like it was too heavily used and it's like kind of like blends into the background a little bit nicely like when you want it to and like it comes to the fore at the right point at the right points yeah like if you ask me what the sample said i wouldn't be able to tell you but like i guess that's sort of just like 
almost the beauty of it too. It's like it's there just enough to get you into it, but not enough to like draw away from the rest of the song. So it's really, really good. Yeah, this whole album in general, like it's more something I want to play through speakers out loud, having it playing through our house. Um, yeah, it just really sets the mood. So whether you have people over um, and you're playing it after dinner, you know, wines or games or whatever, or on the other hand, you're playing it and you're getting ready to go out and it's just really setting the mood for like a really just like chilled but fun night. It's not jogging music. like. Mm-hmm. Or I've listened to it on the train to work a couple of times and I feel like I just can't get around it as much. I feel like I need to, it needs to surround you to really feel the like full impact of and like be moved by it yeah and i think like in particular waking bliss is probably the slowest track on the album but um it has this super jazzy riff towards the end that again sets it apart from the rest of the album so it's again it's like refreshing in a way um yeah definitely and all the songs like blend in together really well i think i've already said that but yeah sorry guys if i repeat myself a lot i tend to do that well we both said it a couple (laughs) times but like once you listen to it, you'll realize why, because that is the ongoing like trend of the album. It's just this really familiar album. Mm. But I think what we were saying earlier as well, um, I think this was before this uh, recording, is each song, like, they all... And we've still got one more to go after this uh, uh, namesake song for the album. But like all the songs they blend in together so well and when you first listen to it you don't necessarily pick up on all the differences so each song has like its own like um special element that like really like pulls it apart from the rest and like elevates it and makes it special makes it different from the rest of the songs while at the same time yeah it's got that seamlessness to it yeah absolutely so let's move on to the last track now which as you said, is the title track of the album, Wise Ones. I think that this track is really, it's the finishing blow on a brilliant debut EP. It's really punchy and and you can't help but head bob along with this track. The dual vocals in and out of the song give it an extra depth and dimension. Um, and the whole feel of the track really just says finality. Um, it, it sounds like it could really be towards the end of an action film even, um, like like a Hunger Games sort of vibe. Where they're walking away like, yeah, that's right, I'm a boss. Yeah, exactly. As the it's ramping up into the credits and setting up for the, the sequel maybe. I don't know. It's just got this, <laughs> this really like... There's a lot of like ways end, we can describe this. Endgame so awesome. feel. And yeah, I really, no, really for like sure. it. Yeah. As I'm listening to it through the headphones now, I know the listeners can't hear it as we're talking about it. But I can definitely um definitely know what you're saying. Like it does have that like it doesn't like ramp up too much, like, you know, it's about to drop. Yeah, no, it's just got this really like builds this awesome momentum. And you kind of just like want to close your eyes and like without even meaning to meaning to you just kinda of close your eyes and you kinda of just like sway to it and have like a dance i kind of look like you know those like balloon advertising things that sway in the wind and they're gangly it's probably what i look like right now dancing in my chair <laughs> uh jack can attest but no this like it just gets in your soul it just gets in your bones and you just can't help but move along to it and that's such an awesome thing about this song and all the other ones is like it just moves you and that's like 
such an amazing thing to be able to do with your music is just to move people and they don't even consciously have to think about it. They just, and it's so good. Yeah. And this song does exactly sort of what you want it to, where it like wraps up the album and closes on a good note. Sorry, I was drinking my wine. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you all need to definitely go listen to Denny's EP Wise Ones and you'll really understand what we're trying to say, even though we're probably explaining it not in the best way that it deserves. <laughs> yeah, I Just think it's like... Struggling to find the words to properly do it justice, I guess. Yeah, I think it's like something that we could try and say, but it's best experienced by yourself. Um, so, all in all, it's a an album that showcases a really simple versatility in that every track builds on the one before it. And it creates this familiar sound that you can either sway away to, as we said, or get the evening started, or just put on around the house for the perfect backdrop to almost any situation. So, for the first full release, it's it's pretty brilliant. And she's done a great job. Yeah, for sure. And if you like music like Ruel, or you like Fingertips, the EP by Vera Blue music like Susie So or Breed Tanta, anything like that. And it's also Summer Walker. Like, it's got a very similar vibe. Um, and I love all that sort of music. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if you like any of that, then definitely give Danny a listen. Um, you'll dig it. Yeah, awesome. Well, we also have spoken to Danny as well. So, we have to play out this episode of the podcast, an interview with her. Um, she talks about uh, how the recording went down and um, what we can expect from her in the future as well. So, uh, yeah, so take a listen to that. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Uh, welcome, Danny, into the Tiger Phonics podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, we're here to talk to you about your new EP, Wise Ones. Um, yeah. I've listened to it in heavy rotation over the past couple of weeks since you released it. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, it's it's pretty brilliant. Um, how'd you get started in, in music? How, where'd you get your start from? Yeah, cool. Well, appreciate it. I'm glad you've been vibing out to the EP. Um, I'm playing with my partner, Jermaine Parry, and we've been collaborating for well, solidly the last two years. Um, and, but this EP came out pretty quickly, the writing process, um, over about two or three months and we recorded it, um, in December at the end of last year at Red Planet Studios, we were really lucky, um, the studios since shut down. So we were the last, last, um, group that got to record in there, which is pretty special. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, we have a really, um, I don't know, a pretty chill process of writing our music. It usually starts with I've got a poem or a bit of a hook um, and Jamin will, you know, have a melody or something um, musical and we'll pair it up and usually that's how most of our songs have been written, well, at least on this EP, um, except for Wise Ones, which is the first beat that I produced myself and then myself and Jamin kind of, fixed the format and made it flow into the little ripper track it is. Yeah, nice. So did you have a goal in mind when you first sort of were drawing together the EP? 
Um, not totally. It was more like we had a bit of a catalogue of songs that we've been playing live for the last couple of years that aren't on the EP. But this sort of group of songs kind of, I know, had a bit of a flow that made me think this is a, a good little body of work to package up. Yeah, nice. So mm. you said that it, it didn't really take that long to, to put it together. It was just a few months, really. So um, yeah. where where do you draw your inspiration from for, for writing the songs? Yeah, um, well, always lyrically they're from, you know, my own experiences mm. or, um, you know, things that are playing on my mind that need to come out. Um, but in terms of the sound, we've kind of really been vibing with some hip-hop and um, more lyric-driven music the last sort of year. And so it was nice to kind of create create something that was a bit more like a soundscape and a bit more sparse and, and chill to, to put the lyrics to the front. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we, we talk about it in the review a little bit, but it's a really chilled out album. It's the kind of thing that you can either like sway along to in your lounge room or like <laughs> out in the club or like in your on your way to driving out like to a to a party or something. But it's also something you could just put on at home and then, you know, just have it be the backdrop to whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, deadly. Is that the kind of music that you usually listen to? You know, you said you'd just been getting into some hip hop recently, but what other stuff do you do you hit up? Yeah, um, well, we both really pl- love playing um, acoustic music as well and really roots-driven music. So it's always really, I don't know, the story comes to the front for me and then the, you know, the music and the sounds just help paint the mood. And I think for this sort of body of work for me I was just really honest with my writing and honest um with you know trying to write something that I'll be able to sing for the next 10 years um and and enjoy playing it as well and I think that's why it's come across so chill because we really love playing this these tracks yeah awesome um you spoke about um just before the the touring and the, the catalogue of songs that you have, where mm. do you enjoy yourself the most in the process? Is it the writing and recording side or is it taking you, your stuff out and performing it? Oh, definitely. You know, that's that's what we do it for, brother. It's um, but the writing process, you know, it's sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. Mm. And, um, and, you know, some songs are more complex and there's songs that I have that I don't play live that I've been writing for five plus years, you know, yeah. um, that are almost like my kryptonite songs <laughs> that I just can't quite get them. They're not there yet. And I think that's okay. And this sound that we've kind of put out now, that's where we're at at the moment. And we're kind of getting booked for lots of, you know, band shows and we had a had a band and, you know, there was at 1.7 of us on stage and it was like, wow, this is, you know, we love it, but it was sort of hard work, um, especially around Tassie because um, that's where we're based. We're based in Launceston and sort of when it gets quiet up here, we go to Hobart and I think we're just chasing a festival sound a bit more of a, mm. you know, like you said, that can be for in the club or it can be for a chilled out day session as well. So we we're definitely thinking about, the performance side of it when we were writing and recording this album. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah. 
on that note of shows and stuff, do you have any upcoming dates and things like that? <laughs> um, no, we're yet to sort of book a launch. We're um, getting our our CD, hardcover CD, um, ready to be made. So once that's um, ready, we'll be we'll be putting on some gigs in Tassie and hopefully by putting our music out online like we have, we're hoping to, you know, get some more mainland shows this year, which would be awesome. It'd be amazing. So it's mm. um, the album is Wise Ones. It's available on Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, what else? Where else can people grab it? Yeah, um, it's up on iTunes. We just uploaded uh, the full EP to YouTube um, and that's really cool because we've got a wicked animation that was built by Eddie Udo, who's an amazing uh, illustrator and animator. Um, and so we've we've got our front cover of Wise Ones animated for YouTube. So that's good to have a watch of that. And we're also up on Unearth, just the singles up there at the minute. So any love around that we can get. Um, some radio play doing this podcast is sick and just try and get it out as much as we can well absolutely well everyone anyone who's listening will for sure go check it out because um <laughs> it really is such an amazing album for really any situation that you're in um and, and talking about the animated artwork so the, the artwork itself is pretty spectacular um how yeah. much import did you have on it or did you sort of just leave it up to to the artist yeah, well, um, I was lucky and got to go to college with Eddie um, and I haven't seen him for a lot of years, around five years or something. And um, I've just been watching him online and the work he's been doing and really liked his his vibe. And so I kind of picked him for that reason, uh, really bold, sort of colourful, beautiful art. Um, but, yeah, the, the girl and the image was my concept and I just gave him some really rough sketches and um, yeah, kind of gave him that creative control to, to build that. Awesome. Well, it really pays off. It, um, it looks visually spectacular. Yeah, um, it's wicked. I thought it would be better than a selfie for the front cover. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, getting back to performing and stuff, a few years ago you were able to open Falls Festival down in Tassie. Yeah. On New Year's. How how was that? How did that come about? Yeah, that was really sick. So I um I did a stint in Adelaide, um, went to Chasm, which was the centre of Aboriginal Studies in Music for two years and while I was there, um, recorded a song uh, called Blink, which was the first song I'd wrote on piano and, and popped that up on Triple J and then kind of moved home and um I got a phone call off someone saying, oh, we're coming to Adelaide to do an interview. Can we interview? I was like, oh, I'm not actually in Adelaide anymore. I've moved back to Tasmania. And they're like, well, change your status on Unearth so we know where you are. <laughs> and um, sure enough, that put me into the draw sort of without me knowing um, into the competition to play at Falls. And I was literally in the car park at Coles, um, sitting there rolling a cigarette and I got a call off a private number and I nearly didn't answer it and it was bloody Triple J offering me a set. <laughs> That's Very <amazing>. cool. <laughs> well, th- yeah, well, congratulations on that because that was um, it was pretty good. I believe you um, you performed with Caleb Raymond, who I went to school with. He's a close friend. Yeah, 
yeah really cool dude. legend so got him up on guitar um another woman i went to school with Demika khan got her on some backing vocals and they're both indigenous artists um i got um some other artists from tazzy so i think there was like nine of us on stage or something and and we performed the first welcome to country at falls which was pretty special as part of part of our set yeah wow yeah that's pretty mm. that, that would have been spectacular to see um, yeah, it was it was amazing. The stage was a bit too big, though. It was massive. <laughs> he had nine people yeah. just like, all right, just don't all bunch up. Stand over there. Stand over there. We got yeah, this. exactly. Spread out. Spread out. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice. Um, well, just to finish up in a way, um, the production of the album, um, mm. it seems to to flow almost mm. into just one long track. It's it's five mm. tracks long, but it has this like like simplistic versatility um that makes it so you forget that there's that they're separated into five tracks um mm. did you want to have that like sort of as a in a way a concept album that you could just like you know it just sound as you said a soundscape um how mm. much like did you did you want it to to be like that definitely um, well, thanks for those kind words, Jack. <laughs> Appreciate it, mate. Um, well, we got to, uh, like I said, record down at Red Planet Studio in Hobart um, and we worked with local producer and artist in his own right, Alex O'Leary. Um, his stage name or rap name is Ao, And um, we literally mixed and recorded off our laptop um, and then worked with Jake Long and he mastered it Um but that, that flow is definitely what we were after because that's how we want to perform it live. Awesome. Um, and it does have a story and I think that's why I wanted it to, to be the EP because they all inter, interrelate um, and there's a bigger story there. Awesome. Well, everyone mm. uh, who hasn't already had a listen, definitely go and find it. It's on uh, Spotify, Apple Music and now YouTube. Uh, and you can find everything else on Triple J on Earth. So go support these guys. Uh, you guys do amazing work. Is there anything, are, are you working on any new, new music? Yeah, well, to be honest, we've we've already um, written a new song that I, I love just as much as the whole P- EP. So, you know, my favorite songs usually, my, the next song I've written, <laughs> just keep trying <laughs> to keep going with them. It's what we love to write music and thanks so much for ringing me up and picking me brain and having a chat about it <laughs> no problem well thanks thanks for having uh having some time off and and chatting with me so be really good and keep in touch because if you you do some shows and especially in adelaide i'll be mm. sure to let all the people know legend i Alrighty. hope it's soon <laughs> we'll see you soon all right catch Cheers, you later. all right so that has been the first music review from Jack and myself as a duo. And yeah, it's been a ride. This is crazy. Yeah, who knows how many of these will do, but <laughs> had the uh, the great opportunity to review such an awesome album that we both really, really liked. And um, got to have a chat with her as well. She's super awesome and can't wait for her to come to Adelaide and around the nation and hopefully around the world because if she keeps <laughs> making music like that, then she will have no excuse but to, to take it live. So... Thank you again for listening to the Tiger Phonics podcast and we'll see you next week. Bye guys.